0: Thank you, dear. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see everybody. So as Brittany said, um, I am Matthew and my wife Brittany, who you just met. Um, we're the lead pastors here at the Vineyard, and we're really glad that you're here with us, uh, including those that are joining us online. And we're going to actually wrap up a really short series that we started last week on the healthy relationships, and so after a great message from Dale last week on forgiveness, and if you missed it, uh, be sure to catch up via our podcast um, or actually watch a replay on our YouTube channel. Um, today is actually a really special day for Brittany and I, um, and some of you have heard bits and pieces of our story, um, but you may not have heard the story of this particular day. February thirteenth two thousand and eleven now to preface this, I grew up in a family um, that uh, if the doors of the church were open, we were there I mean that was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, sometimes Thursday night cleaning you know Saturday morning outrage like we we were there so it's just important for you to know that for the context of this story because this particular Sunday in two thousand and eleven was a rare exception to that rule and uh for some of you who have heard other portions of our story, you know that uh, we grew up in the Baptist tradition, and in early 2010, um, Brittany and I actually left the church in my childhood after 25 years of involvement and nearly a decade of that time in active uh, ministry and leadership. So at the time of the story that I'm telling you today, this is in 2011, we had been attending an independent Christian church. In Mount Vernon, Illinois, for some time, and I was one of their live video directors, um, so I was involved in that uh, part of the ministry. As a result of my role in that capacity, uh, I would often, uh, we would attend, they had a Friday night worship service, and then three on Sunday. So we would often attend Friday night um, with our friends as our time to just go um, and not serve. And so, to Brittany's knowledge, this particular weekend would be no different. Um, We attended the service on Friday with our friends, as usual, and then on Sunday we got up early, we grabbed breakfast on the go, and went to head to the church for the first of the three services that morning. But in an unexpected move, um, after grabbing breakfast, I had shared with Brittany that we actually needed to make a quick stop. To meet another friend because they, another friend in ministry was needing to borrow this particular book for me and he had to have it that morning. So, um, I shared that with her and I don't know if she was already a little bit suspicious of this unexpected event or not, but she seemed to go along with the change in plan. So I drove us after grabbing our food to a small picnic area near, uh, if you're familiar with southern Illinois where we were raised, um, Rend Lake is just eight miles from our hometown. There's actually a sailboat marina on the east side of the lake and so we went there because there's a beautiful little picnic area and that's where we went to eat our breakfast and uh, wait for my friend to come and grab this book. Well somehow things worked out just right and after we'd finished eating and uh, just in the right moment, Brittany had sort of turned around uh, for just a moment and I dropped to one knee, I pulled out the ring that I had bought about 18 months earlier. Um, and then when she turned back around, much to her surprise, here I am on the ground, and I asked her to be my wife. And uh, thankfully, she said yes. She continues to say yes, uh, sometimes on a daily basis. Um, and so today, for us, has become known as our engage anniversary. That may not be something that most of you celebrate, but it is something fun that we've done. And so happy engagement anniversary, honey. I love you. Um, now, as, oh, sure, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll say that that's for her. Now, um, as most of you probably guessed as I told that story, in all reality, there was no friend coming to borrow a book. Um, although I did have one in the truck, in the truck. So all, all appearances were there. Um, if for no other reason than just help make things look right. Um, and I'm pretty sure she was totally surprised. Um, if for no other reason than she had joked prior to this uh, interaction that she did not want to be proposed to on Valentine's Day. Also, um, had probably secretly thought, because I'm not always a great listener, uh, that I was likely to do so anyway. Anyway. And so what better way to surprise her than to do it the day before? So it's a surprise, and I also uh, fulfilled her wishes um, by doing that. Now, the last little piece of this story, uh, my very best friend in the world actually did propose to his wife the next day, that same year, on Valentine's Day. And it didn't work out quite as well as mine did. Um, she did. She did. Uh, my friend uh, was pastoring at the time in Johnson City, Illinois, and he had prepared a much more elaborate, very romantic uh, sort of setup um, at the church that he was pastoring. I'm mean, talking like rose petals down the aisles, the whole thing, and he had asked his wife to, um, again, made up some excuse to get her to come there. And the plan was, she comes in and she walks to the door. He's up front at the baby grand playing a romantic song. And it's this whole big thing. Well, when the time comes, there was one problem. He forgot to unlock the front door. <laughs> and so, you know, after all of this hard work, and she's out there banging on the, Nick, Nick, where, like, what's going on? And so he comes and unlocks the door. And then, and then just goes, you never saw me. <laughs> and runs back to the front um as most of you know quite well, perhaps even better than me, in many cases, uh relationships, um whether they're marriage relationships or family relationships or friends or otherwise, they take a lot of work. And they can be really messy, difficult, things can not go as planned. Um and so, just as Dale so wonderfully showed us last week on the topic of forgiveness, we need to live our lives always willing, with the Spirit's help, to forgive. And we, we dove into that uh, deeply last week. One aspect of that is keeping short accounts. This is one of the phrases that I like to use in that um, in all of our interpersonal relationships, you know, we need to be quick to forgive. We need to keep short accounts. We don't need to hold grudges. Um and as again as was mentioned last week we may not always feel like forgiving um, i love the illustrations that dale used um, and and then pointing out that we must make a conscious choice to forgive allow holy spirit sometimes much after the fact to bring our feelings into alignment with the choices that we're making when we choose to forgive in that same way uh, today we're going to look at another key concept, and this series could have went on for lots of weeks because there are numbers of different things, but we just chose to highlight a couple. Um, today we're going to talk about the concept of honor, because just like forgiveness, honor is a choice. You know, in the world's way of thinking, uh, it, it can often be related to... Similar to the idea of respect. And you know, you've heard that saying, you know, well, respect is earned. And and there's truth to that. But I want to actually help, uh, this morning frame for you honor as a kingdom principle. And what that looks like for us as believers of Jesus. And the first thing that I want to sort of point out to you this morning as we dive in is that in the kingdom, um, honor is given not earned. So in the same way that um, our salvation is given to us uh, as a free gift from a loving Heavenly Father who sent His only Son to die a sinner's death on a cross so that we could be rejoined to Him in relationship, in the same way that that is given as a free gift, us as kingdom people um, need to give honor to others. And that is not... Uh, always gonna be deserved or earned. Um, now this does not mean that we need to be, uh, doormats and, and, you know, let people sort of walk all over us, but oftentimes we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help give us His eyes to see people the way that He sees them. And one of the truths this morning, um, that was so foundational for me when I first heard it, was this concept of calling out the golden people. Now, what this has to do with is, no matter who you might uh, come across in your in your life's walk, wherever you are, whoever it is, uh, any human, just to put it simply, any human on the face of this earth that you might meet and come in contact with, uh, God is at work doing something uh, with and in that person. They may not uh, realize it, they may not be submitted to it, um, a number of different things, but God is at work. He is pursuing all of mankind. And so the point is for us to kind of have a, a paradigm shift and not always take things at face value, but begin to look through the eyes of the Holy Spirit and find in whatever person I'm interacting with, where is the gold? Where is the good? Because uh, regardless of what choices we might make and what our history and our past and things might be, um, God is working in all of us and there is gold to be found. And sometimes uh, we use the phrase, you know, mining or digging for the gold. Because for sometimes, for some people, it's harder to find. I can say that because sometimes I can be one of those people that's like, you have to dig a little harder through whatever it is I'm saying or doing to find the good. Um, but we need to understand, first and foremost, that that it's worth the journey. That in our relationships with people, that we need to be looking for the gold. And not only just finding it, but actually calling it out. And so to focus our attention on, uh, as we're enacting with people, what is it, oh, Holy Spirit, that you're doing in this person? Uh, where is it that you have particularly gifted them where is it that i can encourage them uh, even if maybe the thing that they're doing on the surface um is not necessarily uh pleasant or a good thing um but how can i how can i find the 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 nuggets of gold and begin to call that out because uh and we've all had a variety of levels of interaction with uh how could you phrase this? D- difficult people. Um, <laughs> again, I can be one of those people. So, um, and so it can be easy. Again, you know, Dale talked about last week, you know, sometimes we don't feel like forgiving. Well, sometimes we don't feel like honoring people. Um, because whatever it is that they're doing or saying to us might be personally offensive. You know, it might be be rubbing one of my sore spots or one of my areas uh, where I'm not fully submitted to Jesus. Um, And so we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to just redirect our attention and look past that because things are often not what they seem on the surface. And so I want to encourage you with that. And I'm going to wake my iPad up here so I don't lose my place. Oh, shoot. You gotta love technology. Except, well, no, you don't, but it's great when it works, and then sometimes it does crazy things like fall asleep and lose its place. Okay. The next principle, um, is honor is actually, uh, as we said, honor is given, but honor actually also reflects back. And so sometimes, um, by choosing to honor uh, another person, um, whether that's publicly or privately or, or what have you, um, but it actually does something for us too. In the same way, uh, and I don't mean to keep going back and, and picking up on Dale's message, but but there are so many good parallels. Um, and I don't remember if you actually said this last week or if you just I've heard you say it at some other point in time. But you know, uh, when we choose to forgive, you know, oftentimes that that act of our will uh, is is for us in a sense. You know, it does more for us to choose to forgive. If I'm living in unforgiveness, um, that's not necessarily harming the person that I'm holding that out on, but it's harming me. And as Dale said, that that can uh, can you know cause a number of problems in our spiritual walk. Well, in the same way. When I choose by my will to give honor, even where on the surface it may not seem deserved, um, that actually reflects back to me. Um, not, not that I am honored, but it actually is a, a spiritual benefit to me. It helps me be in a better place. It helps me be more open to the Holy Spirit healing my wounds in my areas where I can get rubbed the wrong way. And that brings me to... Um, the final kind of concept that I want to touch on this morning. And that is that honor is a heart issue. Um, And so we need to allow the Holy Spirit working through our hearts to lead us in this area um, and then allow our feelings and our thinking to catch up. You know, this is a big concept Um, that I think, well, I don't know about necessarily outside of the American church, but I think in the Christian church in America, we often get this backwards. We focus on um, acquiring principles and and, uh, biblical knowledge and concepts in our head and then try to push them down into our heart and and to live them out through an effort of our will and they just just oh i know this is what god wants i know that this is what's true and so these are the things that i'm going to do um and then hopefully my heart catches up i think actually in the kingdom uh truth actually hits the heart first and then we grow as the bible says we grow in knowledge and understanding so in other words um when jesus comes and brings truth it actually lands first in our heart and then our job as believers, because that's not our doing, you know, Jesus is the, the way, the truth, the life, He's the only truth, and so He brings that truth to us, it lands in our heart, and then our job is to seek His help to grow in knowledge and understanding, so that that truth that has landed in our heart, we actually gain understanding. Of what, what does this mean, uh, how does this work out in daily life, and so, Let's be sure to not get that backwards. And this is, I think, why um, this concept of honor is so important, that we choose to give honor and then we allow the Spirit to give us understanding of, of why, why why has he set it up that way. You know, why why does he ask us to... Sorry, I completely lost my train of thought... You know, party planning weekends can be really hard. <laughs> there's a there's a million things going through our heads. Um, let's actually just stop and just pray, and then I'll wrap up the message because I meant to do that at the beginning. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for your presence here this morning, Father. Your spirit is always present when we gather. You say where two or three are gathered together, that you are there in the midst. And so I thank you for your presence this morning. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you uh, that you loved us when we were unlovely. I thank you that you saved us uh, when we were still sinners. I thank you that... Uh, you honor the humble and father i just ask this morning that you would take these words and put your spirit and your breath upon them we just give this entire meeting to you in jesus name amen all right well let me wrap this up um I did intend to keep it a little bit shorter today because it is Super Sunday, um, whether you're meaning that and that you want to watch football, football or you're excited about coming to eat soup later. Um, but I just want to encourage you um, to press into this idea of honor. It's one of the primary things that as a church body, we want to actually develop a culture of honor. And part of what that looks like um, is that uh, we honor each other. Um, and that doesn't just mean uh, those that are prominent and visible. You know, but we want to actually honor each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, you know, the scripture tells us to actually prefer one another. And so we want to be looking out for the needs of each other. And I think that's actually a real strength of this body is that we do care for each other. Um, that we look out and we try to find out what each other's needs are. Um, but I just pray that as we go through this year and kind of the season that we're in after regathering, um, that we can really uh, press into this idea of elevating a culture of honor, that we really honor each other um, in all that we do, um, and we actually make that part of our culture um, so that as uh, as new folks come into the fold um, they can begin to see that and latch onto it as we say in the vineyard much is often caught rather than taught and so we don't want to just talk about these things we want to actually do them so i'm going to go ahead and conclude there um with the message we have